0: Jake, this is Rod Blagojevich. This is You're Missing the Point. Sounds like a very interesting podcast and probably has a lot of stuff that you can talk about. The
1: former governor of Illinois would say that's a high honor and uh, well done. How now, brown cow.
0: Scotchy Scotch Scotch. (laughs) How I do love Scotch. Welcome back to You're Missing the Point. I'm Jake Loft. I do not have Thomas Bradbury with me today. He's on vacation. Out of state, stranded in Missouri during the snowstorm, snowstorm of the century. So to replace him, I'm doing this little co-hosty type of thing, like kind of like Johnny Carson. You guys uh, know about maybe more Jay Leno crowd. I don't know. Co-host, guest host, maybe, you know, guest host. My main man, Kurt Myers. Here he is. Welcome, Kurt, to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I, I, I too am out of state, but uh, I'm here anyway. So I'm more committed to the game.
0: Well, yeah, you're you're mega committed. So far, I know Thomas would never do this remotely. That's one thing. Um, and secondly, <laughs> this is your second time on the show. I don't have any other repeat guests. You're not even a guest. You've uh, it's, this is almost a promotion for you, except it's more of an open audition. Uh, then it, it's kind of like American Idol, the first round of American Idol for guest host well i'm, I'm happy i'm
1: happy to have made it to the second round i'm pretty sure this is what you said to me last time i was on the pod but you know i guess it took took a little while to get to round two
0: i told you you made it to hollywood last time we're on the pod this is hollywood
1: i guess so i don't think you used that phrase but you, you did say it was somewhat of an audition
0: i've gotten kind of more into american idol getting mm, back
1: into you, did you tw- 20 years too late <laughs> but you know just, i guess still a good show no, I don't it's, know. it's still in the air
0: it's not it's not what it once was uh, I was thinking today. Um, did you watch? were you an Idol watcher as a, uh, another
1: time? I think I, wa- I watched, youth. I watched the Ruben stuttered season. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm sure I watched some of the, I, I think the, uh, the auditions were quite interesting, but once it was down to people who could actually sing, it's a little less, uh, it's a little less interesting reality TV. I mean, if I want to li- listen to people sing, I'll just go to my, go to my phone or I guess at the time, go to like my CD player or whatever. But
0: yeah, I watched it with, uh, it was a big event, uh, for when it was on every week, me and my mom would go across the street to my friend JD's house, JD Lorton. If you're listening, he, uh, is a proprietor of Aries winery in Grafton, Illinois. It's a great place. Best view in the Midwest. I've currently got specials going on for the Eagle watching wintering bald. Hey, hope you're
1: doing well. If you're, if you're listening to Grafton,
0: Illinois, Ariesview.com. make sure you check it out. Uh, yeah, what what was um what was that about? Why did what was it, where did I go? Where was I coming from with that? Where have we been?
1: Hmm. I think you were saying that you were comparing my being here again to American Idol.
0: Uh yes, we went over to JD's house to watch American Idol all the time and it was uh Carrie Underwood was the uh, winner of the first season I got into it. And the and the main reason I was into it was because Nico Smith was on it, and his his uh he's the son of the great Aussie Smith of the Cardinals mm. from nineteen eighty
1: two. Mm. I actually did not know that Carrie Underwood's uh, origin story was American Idol. Is that true?
0: Yeah, yeah, she won uh, two thousand and four. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Oh, she's she's got to be the most successful winner now. Oh, definitely. She had a great
0: Kelly Clarkson was up there for a while, but Carrie's still rocking. Kelly's got some kind of yeah. talk show.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. Good for her. Good for American Idol. I'm sure that I'm sure they made a lot of money off her, uh, her success too.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. That's, well, that's probably why it was like good for a few years after that. That was like the prime <laughs> idol. That was like, yeah, I was, but so the reason I was thinking of American Idol a couple days ago is I was like, so I was trying to come up with a meme. You were just think of memes on your own. You a wow. meme man. Um, I was like, you know, it would be a funny meme. Is there some kind of team if in the Super Bowl, if there was a southern team that was in there and like or like in the college or I guess in like college football, I guess you could have done this. He could have been like the real star of Mississippi. And then it's a picture of Taylor Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, remember Taylor Hicks? He won American Idol he, also.
1: He was he was the gray hair guy, right?
0: Yeah, he was. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Taylor Hicks. Jazzy, like it's uh, kind of like Johnny Cash a little bit, too. Um, yeah, those were the days. That's, that's that,
1: pretty generous to man, Taylor to compare him to, to Johnny Cash. Good oh, for, you good know for Taylor for getting that huge upgrade.
0: You know, there's there's a few JCs out there, and I tell you, Johnny Cash is is a tough one to beat. <laughs> that was a little shtick that I used to have with my uh, with my boys at an open mic. i to be like, this is a song by my man J.C. And then the other yeah, guy, little, the other like, guy, be like, Jesus John, Christ,
1: is, Johnny yeah. Carson, Johnny Cash. Yeah, keep trying to figure that out. Yep.
0: <laughs> it, it was it was a real crowd pleaser um okay so we got Kerr Myers on the show
1: hello yeah
0: I gave him some homework I said that this is an audition this you got to be prepared for the show Yeah, things to talk about this is a professional pod this is not some kind of latch key group exercise this is uh the radio on the internet show. So, what do you got? What did you bring to what to, to, well, to your missing the point, Jake?
1: For anyone anyone who may know you, sometimes when when they're talking with you, it's it's sometimes hard to tell where the satire end and the real opinions begin. Uh, and so, I want to I want to actually you know bring the bring the listener into a conversation we had uh, about probably about a year ago over uh, over a lunch. Um, let's talk a little. Let's talk a little. January sixth. Uh, I think you said that it was a quote, not a big deal. Uh, And so I want to, you know, I want to get you on the record and and just sort of see here, you know, what your thoughts are. Let's talk about it. Let's talk reason here.
0: Oh my gosh. This is the setup.
1: I like to do a little gotcha journalism (laughs) on your own show,
0: man. I didn't know. I, I, if I wanted, if I wanted to book Jesse waters, I would have, man. Okay. I know I'm buckled up. I'm ready for this. I can handle the, the heat. No, nah, no. Nah. How,
1: how did you celebrate the one-year uh, uh, one anniversary?
0: Let me tell you, the thing about the 6th of January, my, my latest opinion on this, it's always evolving, as you should always evolve on on yeah. uh, on, on some, on things, on maybe. some maybe. maybe not this. But, know, okay. A lot of Good stuff. You. Uh, you know, mo- you know, Mostly, I spent a lot of time thinking about armed revolutions. Um, you know, there's this one, I found really cool. See, this actually, so I've been telling people this for years. This makes, I tell you, January 6th prove my point that I've been making. In a way, let me tell you. So give me... All right, so I've got... There was a Medium post that I read years ago. It was like the tinfoil hat theory for supporting an armed revolution or, or like for it happening... Or I'm just going to look it up here. So, uh, but it was like... It predicted the likelihood of an armed revolution happening in your lifetime to like... The, to like re- gave you the same like breakdown with that as it would be for like flood insurance. Uh, All right. And it was like every 75 years, there's an armed revolution or something. And uh, so the United States had had two of them already in like this period of time, Civil War and the Revolutionary War. And so we're kind of due for one in in a way. And then, uh, but it was like, oh, here it is. All right. On medium.com. I'll send it to you. I've probably sent this to you before. Good, i sent this to everybody. 2018. Good radio. What? This is good radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's good radio. Well, gosh, people are listening to this in their cars. They're laughing. They're like, yeah, you know what? Jake is right about this. There is a surprisingly solid mathematical case for the tin oil, so, foil hat gun. So the, lo-
1: the, logic is, the logic is that it was, uh, it was a good thing because we were slightly overdue. No. The argument?
0: No, that's not what I'm saying at all. This is just an interesting side bit of a thing that I've been saying for years about how armed revolutions happen in democracies and otherwise all the time, and we have just not had any for a while, so we're extra sensitive to the thing. But they happen in other countries all the time. Unfortunately, the people that were doing it in this case were a bunch of loons and had, <laughs> and did, did, had no idea what they were doing, and they were doing it for the wrong reasons and um
1: wait a minute it was it's unfortunate that they didn't know what they were doing you wish that they had known what they were doing
0: if they had known what they were doing they wouldn't have been doing it for like this like little of a of a thing saying so
1: or not so you're you're not you're not you're you're not ready to say on the on the podcast that you're you're anti January 6th you need to do a little more personal research well you
0: know I tell you there was it, it it scared a lot of people that's for sure um and the uh and the media did a bad job, I think, of, uh, of 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 covering what 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 it was. Maybe the crowd size. I think that's always a classic to come back to crowd size. Uh, maybe the, mm-hmm. but that doesn't really line up that well because Don was saying that that was the largest crowd size of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, it's probably the first time he was huge wishes there was maybe a smaller crowd maybe not maybe he was <laughs> i don't know okay with the whole operation
0: it's it's possible so now we're getting the text messages or not the, was there like text messages with pence i don't know that's really interesting i'm not sure i'm really interested to see like i think there are the, these like there's like a whole lot of like stuff coming out that like was going on behind the scenes and like how like hannity and donald trump jr were like working together to be like what is happening and we yeah. should like Tell him to stop, or we. There's other guys being like, gotta do this anyway. You, know, you know, I've always
1: said, I've always said that you know, if there's a if there's a crisis in the country and the president needs a couple of people in their ear, the two people I want them to be are are Don Jr. and Sean. Hannity. Hannity. I've always said that. always. that's always that's what I've I've of, always my mouth in my brain.
0: I, I I'm with you on that for sure. Yeah, you gotta have it. the man the man with the advice is always Sean Hannity. Previously, Rush Limbaugh, but. Uh, can't get that as readily anymore. So what I think it is in a, speaking in a, in a similar vein, Jeff Zucker as, uh, is out of CNN, right? Um, you see that today? Is that, you make, get that news?
1: Uh, I, I, I've not, I, I've not got that news yet, but, uh, I'll take your word for it. Okay. All
0: right, he's out. Zucker out CNN. Okay. Breaking news. You're missing the point. You heard it here first. Um, the big joke which is totally not going to happen is like what if he goes back to the apprentice that'd be a fun time <laughs> <laughs> you
1: you appreciate this i just googled uh, uh jeff sucker and you know obviously there's a lot of um uh, headlines about him him leaving cnn but on the cnn twitter feed that pops up on um on the search cnn's uh, most recent tweet is uh, Wendy's is coming in hot in the breakfast sandwich wars with the new hot honey chicken biscuit. <laughs> I mean, that, if that's not a good pivot, I don't know what is.
0: Oh, that's Mario Batali level right there. Okay. So are we done with January 6th or do you want to keep bothering me about oh. it? Cause I can go on and on. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, that was the, uh, that was the talking, talking treason segment here on the, you're missing talk, the point. Podcast. And, uh, so treason. We, can, uh, we can move on. <laughs> Uh, have you heard of uh, Have you heard of the the skier Eileen Gu? That has been uh, a very popular topic over here in Hong Kong for the last uh, last month or so. Have you heard of this uh, this young lady? So she's a uh, she's a uh, apparently she's I, I'm not a big uh, winter sports guy, but apparently she's like the best uh, freestyle skier uh, in the world. She was she was born and raised in the U S, but a couple and she competed for the U S for a while. But a couple of years ago, her mother is Chinese. And so a couple of years ago, she decided that she was going to compete um, internationally on behalf of China. And obviously, that we got the, the Beijing Olympics coming up. And so that is she's been like ubiquitous. You can't you can't round a corner and go through a subway station here in Hong Kong without seeing her face on something. Uh, but she's been very, very popular. But also i had never heard of her until somewhat recently. And I Googled her and apparently there are some people. Uh, in the U.S. are very upset that she – not – she didn't actually – she didn't, of course, defect, but she changed her Olympic affiliation to uh, the PRC, and it sounds like she's going to be winning uh, several medals here. So I didn't know if you had had an opinion on this.
0: Wow. You know, I haven't – I'm not really up on anything Olympics right now. Um, The the Winter Olympics
1: are – I mean, I – I, I i'm less i'm always less interested in the winter olympics for some reason even though the sports that i watch in the summer olympics i don't i don't necess, like i don't necessarily care about like i, I don't watch track and field and i watch it once every four years but there's something unbelievably exciting about like those sprints in the winter or excuse me in the summer olympics and the winter olympics there just aren't events from our must watch for me i don't know i don't know if you feel the same
0: yeah, I kind of feel like I like more things in the Winter Olympics. I just watch more summer. I don't know if it's like the time hmm. or like what I got going on, but like I like I think like bobsled is really cool. Like, when, but I don't watch any of these sports like ever regularly except for yeah, golf. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. really cool that golf is now a summer Olympic sport. But I, I did not know. Well, but I
1: feel like those sport. Like I feel like the the mainstream sports. Like obviously there's there's Olympic hockey, which is exciting in a way. There's Olympic basketball, but the the, the sort of the mainstream sports are not the, the Olympics are not like the pinnacle of those sports. So I kind of feel like they're not as well contested. Like, you know, like there's Olympic soccer, but certainly I would imagine teams or national teams would rather win the world cup than the Olympics. I would assume.
0: Yes. Same, same I feel this
1: for, I think a lot of sports,
0: I feel the same way. So I kind of use perhaps, the, Olympics. Perhaps the
1: exception, perhaps with the exception of Olympic hockey, feel like Olympic hockey still has a lot of shine.
0: Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's, you can, uh, amateur hockey players are oftentimes just as good as professionals. In a lot of ways especially you know if they well
1: depending on they, where uh, they're from in I think the world sure the, the nhl is not sending players because it would have because of the quarantine deal in china would have screwed with the nhl season too uh, much. yeah but
0: anyway so i i like the olympics because it's like weird obscure sc- sports and stuff uh you know like i would well, bike bobsled and like skeleton luge and um down I mean, a lot of skiing. them are cool a lot of
1: them are cool but it's it's uh i mean i guess there's some of these sports, especially like the skiing and snowboarding, there's the X Games or things like that. But some of them are are so obscure that I genuinely don't know how they compete in off when it's not the Olympics. Some of them are just so random.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, where are you? where are you in
1: the Olympic trials? Where do you
0: go? Like, where do these people get good at a lot of these sports at? Like, where do you go to, mm-hmm. to, to do these? Where, the, where do you bobsled?
1: I don't know. I can't answer that Right? Are there threats? That, that's something that's entered my mind before, and I, I, I I've never, I've never done enough research Or like. Of that have question, you ever? Just, I don't know.
0: You ever gone to the local ice skating rink and there's just a team of speed skaters just like zooming around?
1: I am a, I'm a native New Englander, but I am uh, really embarrassed to say that I don't know how to skate. I never, never learned how to skate growing up, so I've never actually gone to the the local ice skating rink. Oh
0: wow. I don't really know how to yeah. skate. I I can use ice skates, but I don't really can't stop for sure. Definitely cannot stop.
1: That's an important part. But of I, won't, so, so I When you won't, get on the ice, you just you just go in perpetuity <laughs> until yeah, you get off.
0: But, but that's what Newton said anyway. And I, I, me and Newton are like. Yeah. We will not stop. Mm-hmm. Once we get started, we won't stop, and that is the rule of inertia.
1: So so back back to our original original point on this, uh, Eileen Gu the the. Chinese American, uh, soon to be seemingly soon to be gold medalists, uh, in the Olympics competing for competing for China, Man, uh, these, what are your, what are your, what are your thoughts in these times,
0: Man. uh, you know, I, she could do what she wants. Uh, it's no different than like, um, like the PGA players and stuff competing for their countries or like anything, except it's like a little bit of a, of a media, stuff but to me what
1: was interesting about it is so apparently so a lot of the a lot of these international competitions if you have certain you know connections to countries you can kind of pick and choose where you play like i have a few friends uh from high school who competed for uh israel in the world baseball classic i think i I know a guy who played for i think i actually actually definitely know a guy who played for china in the world baseball classic but there's like a certain degree of connection you had so like it's like if you're Up to like your grandparent or something was a was a citizen that country you can compete for them but for the olympics you yourself need to have a passport issued by whatever country you're competing for and like the i don't i don't want to call it a controversy but the 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 question about um eileen is that china does not allow you to have dual citizenship but uh so that that would insinuate that if she has a chinese passport then she renounced her american citizenship but no one has said that and apparently people have asked her and she's no, no one in her camp is like confirming or denying that but she still i, I believe lives for, for most of the time uh that's out of her training in the u.s uh she, i think she was to stanford actually um so there there's there's like uh was there special treatment to get this high profile athlete into the fold uh so there's that that level has been raised as well but it's the olympic eligibility question that it was somewhat i, I guess i get we'll go with controversial for lack of a better term
0: well that's interesting i could see where it would be that's a tough that's a yeah you know, i don't know i don't know who's what when you don't let what what is a citizen anyway you know as as they as it goes
1: um, so you're, you're, you're more, you, you've always struck me as more of an open border kind of guy yeah. what is a after all, uh,
0: yeah, well, uh, I've always been a, been sort of a globalist within, within, in like a non-liberal way.
1: And like, uh, I don't know. So you're, you're, you're pro-globalization, but you, you're, you still believe in countries.
0: Uh, I don't even know if I, what I believe anymore, That's, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, uh, no, I, I see where people are mad. I think, I think the timing, it's all about timing here. You know, I've been telling everybody I'm not even going to watch the Olympics. And so, like you know, you see what's what they're going to say about To me, it's always just this. funny when like
1: full adults who, you know, have relatively important positions. It depends who we are talking about. But people who are fully grown adults getting really up in arms about really anything. Oh, yeah, that, like, totally. like, an 18-year-old is doing. <laughs> that to me is oh, so Oh, I know.
0: Right? <laughs> but, like, what do what? I, uh, I... don't even look at it. I don't know it. I don't care. It's, uh, it, it's yeah. the Olympics are, like, they're pretty loose anyway. It's like, what did Russia... Did you see what they... What, like, like, Russia was banned from the Olympics and they, they let him play, but they called him like, the Russian
1: Olympic Committee? That, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was, like it was something stupid in that It was like uh olympic competitors from the federation of russia it was like something oh, so oh, so that so lame just, I, I, mean, they, I think the big one is they wouldn't play the the national anthem which is kind of just mean to the athlete like they're still russian you know I mean? like it's not like it's not like if if they're not cheating it's not like i don't know i feel like that would be uh, yeah, a bummer. it's not like they're like picking it's like olympic gold is I imagine a pretty incredible moment for somebody and not being able to, and yeah, ultimately no matter what the Olympic Committee says, you're representing your country. If you're at the Olympics, uh, so that'll be kind of a bummer if you're right. just sort of standing there and right. what do they play silence?
0: The, the Olympics haven't Did been good think? since 1904 when they're in St. Louis or when Mitt Romney was in charge, Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, that was,
1: that was the best Winter Olympics. It's all you know. like 2002. Yes. Uh, so I, best I want
0: well I to get, I want to get to this. What, tell me, what do you think? So I've heard a lot of interesting things uh, about, What's going on with Brian Flores? And um, Mm. are you aware of that? You have on that. I am aware of it,
1: and to Um, me, I, 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 am aware of it. I know that it includes there's some connection to my, my Giants, um, but I'm not sure exactly what it was. I haven't read a ton of articles on it, but what I have seen is the, the text in conversation with Bill Belichick.
0: Yeah, that's hilarious. Was that was that a long oh, con man. or is that a classic that's like brutal. old man texting syndrome?
1: That is that's is brutal. I mean, you, you got to feel bad for the guy. You got to feel bad for both both people in that conversation chain because I it, it it is at least apparent that obviously Bill Belichick wasn't trying to be like an ass, but that's that's a bummer. <laughs> no, when white, you realize you texted right. the wrong Brian congratulating them for a job Oh he's, yeah. You got to feel like an all time. Oh my gosh. Idiot once you I know. Yeah. Up.
0: Like it's whatever. You know, I don't think the man would know. I, I, we got our, we're all conspiracy theorists in a way. So maybe he's trying to get you guys. Um, But it is, it, 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 un- it uncovered so many other things. Like, so I've heard about this. They were saying that Flores was uh, supposed to meet with a quarterback on a, on like a yacht. Right. And there was going to be like, get the new quarterback for the dolphins. And,
1: uh, Oh, he, and it was, it was Brady, right. It was he, Brady. He
0: passed on him. And I was like, was it Walt, like Deshaun mm. Watson? People say it was Watson. I I saw earlier that it was uh Brady and then Tom Brady made like a reference to it in like a, um, an interview. And he was mm. like, ah, oh, you're going to keep me or you going to keep that going to go with that guy. Uh, and he was talking about Brian Fitzpatrick and, um, so that puts
1: Brady if you're, right, if you're if you're if you're running out of yacht to to try to woo uh Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know your you know your franchise is kind of in the in the dirt.
0: Right. And and so then then um that well so that puts like well so that kind of uh makes his case less good, right? Is if like Flores wanted to go with Fitzpatrick instead of Brady, that's like a reasonable cause to to let the guy go. Um the uh
1: yeah, but it's possible he probably just realized that Tom Brady would never go to the Dolphins. For oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the he, he might just be a realist, which which in a way is probably a good reason to keep him around.
0: Right. And um, then additionally, the Belichick texts created this like uncovering of all the payments to Tank.
1: <laughs> what I don't understand is how did Belichick? No, because no, uh, why would an, <laughs> why would another franchise be telling Bill Belichick of all people who they were hiring before they announced that? That to me was sort of strange. I mean, I am sure Belichick is plugged into you know everything, but to me that was odd that he was aware of that before uh, you know other people were. Especially, yeah, yeah. You know.
0: And so now Hugh Jackson is in on the on the paying to tank scene. Let's we'll see if we can get Jeff Fisher mm-hmm. on with Cronkey. That would be
1: amazing. And then, um, all I know is that. My my beloved Giants are probably at fault here in some way because they they have they sold their soul to the devil to to beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl and they I think they're just going to be horrible in, in perpetuity. Uh, but honestly, I'm okay with that. Those two wins for me were really all I could ever ask for. And the, every year now, I'm just I have to find like a secondary team to keep my keep my my interest in the NFL because the Giants the Giants are out by like week four pretty much every year. Danny Dimes, not
0: the answer. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, well, you know the, I heard I was hearing that you guys might not be you know at fault here. Uh, in addition, the quarterback thing makes Flores's case like bad in general. But the uh, uh, another guy was telling me I haven't read this anywhere. Totally unaware of the Rooney Rule, right? So we got the Rooney Rule. Talk about you got to hire your interview minority coaches, a certain amount of them. I don't know what you have to interview them for. Or what?
1: I mean, that's a it's a rule that you have to interview yes. a certain number of yeah. minority candidates first. Yeah, it's it's that's, it's, a, it's, that's a rule. It's an actual rule.
0: Yeah, it's affirmative action program oh. in the NFL, and uh, that's what Flores is alleging that the other teams were like not following, and they were, oh. the Giants were using him as a prop oh. to like get comp- oh, to to So, so, the, so yeah. the
1: allegation is that teams were interviewing him to meet this rule, but not because they were actually considering him.
0: Right, and that's okay if they're doing it Ah, to meet the rule because they've met the rule, but by not, like, like by, like, doing it weirdly, like, with what happened with the Broncos, with, like, Elway, like, coming in and, like, doing it to, like, just go through the hoops and everything and, like, the Giants Mm. hiring somebody first before they interview him and stuff. Like, I guess, like, egregious things like that, he said, like, that is against the rule to not... I don't know, but it sounds like they're in compliance if they did the interviewing the, uh, but anyway, another guy was telling me that they had, that they are in compliance of the rule before the giants were in compliance with the rule before they even needed to interview, uh, um, the, but Flores, Flores because they had interviewed like the tight ends coach or like somebody else, I don't, I don't know. He was mm. telling me. And so then that like blows the whole case apart anyway. And so now If that's true, or if it isn't, I think what's going to happen to Brian Flores is he's getting Kaepernicked, and he'll have to either work for ESPN or be out of the league forever unless he like,
1: yeah, I mean, I imagine, I imagine bringing well, actually, actually, I don't know. I feel like it is sort of different with a coach because I mean, I I don't know. I obviously have never been involved in the NFL at all, but the, I would imagine that the, 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 the getting Kaepernick would be different as a coach because you're just, you're one of one. If, if you're high as head coach, you're one of one, as opposed to if you're a player, you're one of what, 50, 60 players. Um, but yeah, I imagine this is not going to help his, his, uh, his prospects, but maybe, maybe that was, I'm sure, or I shouldn't say maybe, I'm sure that was part of the calculus for him is that he was aware that doing this might be sort of the kiss of death to his coaching career. But if he felt, I mean, I can understand that. If you feel like you're being, um, you know, interviewed or basically being treated in some way purely based off of, uh, I, I, I'm. It's strange to me that there's a a rule because that I feel like would obviously create situations like this. If you're, if you mandate that people are interviewed for racial reasons, you would assume that at some point a problem would arise where people feel like they're only being interviewed because of their race.
0: Right. I was, um, I was, call, I was comparing it to campaign finance reform earlier. I was like, they're just going to find a bunch of ways to just like set up. Systems to get around this rule, set of black markets.
1: You said this is an NFL-wide rule. Yeah. So ostensibly, what the NFL is trying to, what I assume the NFL is trying to put forward with a rule like this is to increase diversity in the coaching ranks. But knowing the NFL and how they kind of fumble things, no, also no pun intended. um they, I'm, I, I'm sure this originated with just like them trying to get something off their plate. Like I, obviously the Kaepernick saga was sort of a black eye on the on the NFL. You know <laughs> they were dragged through dragged through the mud um, on how that whole situation was handled. I don't know. If, I don't know if the Rooney. I've never heard of, what what is Rooney? Is that the Steelers or the Giants? Actually, Giants uh, are also the Rooneys. Who know. is that? Who is that originally based on? I don't
0: know. I got it up here. Let's see. It's named after Dan Rooney. He is the former owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the former chairman right, of so the not, league's not, diversity not the community. <laughs> it was created as a reaction to the firings of Tony Dungy and Dennis Green in two thousand and two. Tony Dungy was oh,
1: oh from, the Steelers, from the Steelers. He yeah, was
0: fired from was, the Tony Buccaneers. He was fired. From, no, so Dungy was fired from the Buccaneers. Dennis Green was fired from the Vikings. I don't think it has anything to do with the Steelers. Um, it's just that guy was like associated oh, maybe
1: with it. Maybe him. that's, yeah, who knows.
0: Yeah. Um, so, but it was, it was to ensure that minority coaches would be considered.
1: I mean, that's all well and good, but I feel like being considered is only good if you all, if, uh, if people are ultimately hired, right. You know, like being considered for a job, it's, it's sort of like, uh, you know, it's like going out on a first date, you know, maybe, maybe you get that first date, but unless you're able to get invited back, who, who really cares? Oh yeah. It totally you know? doesn't
0: matter. It's just all just theater. Just like the, well, well, you know, just like the, so
1: it's, uh, I'm just because I'm really, I, I could probably name like five NFL coaches right now. Is Mike. The, who else? Are there any other uh, black coaches in the NFL right now besides Mike Tomlin?
0: Uh, I think that's it. I've been seeing a whole lot of this just in general this year. They've been doing the, Lot on black coaches. Um, I think it was Flores and Tomlin because Hugh Jackson. Yeah, I mean, Hugh Jackson is not in the league anymore. Neither is Levy Smith. I think that's all. What's
1: the what's the percentage of black uh, players in the NFL? It's gotta be seventy percent, over fifty percent. It's imagine. seventy.
0: I read it earlier. I don't know. I think I don't have a problem with like. I think that it would should be representative of the place, but like. I've always said just in like everything like rules like this, just like lead to like bad actors trying to circumvent the system. I, I agree with that. I mean, if yeah. you, ma-
1: if you mandate certain people, or if you, if you mandate races of people needing to be interviewed, there will certainly be circumstances where it's um, just being done at just being compliant with compliance with the rule. Uh, again, I don't I, I, Is that, is that the basis of Flores's complaint that he was being interviewed sort of as like a, a prop? Yeah. 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 I mean, I am sh- I, I don't know if that happened in these particular instances. I don't know, but I'm sure that either has happened or did happen to him. I mean, that's, that's not surprising to me given that that is the, the if that's the mandate, I'm sure sh- that is just bound to happen.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's it. That's it. It's uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, see who comes down, who doesn't see if it, it goes away or if he gets hired by, uh, the Jaguars, you know, <laughs> who knows what's going on?
1: <laughs> yeah, the Jaguars. <laughs> I, I, I was making a joke that he he probably dodged a bullet not getting the Giants job because I mean, <laughs> right? I can't believe he wanted to work thriller. for the Giants. <laughs> um, I'm hard I'm hard on them because I care, but they are they are yeah, just they they have been unwatchable for pretty much a decade.
0: I you know what's going to be really watchable is going to be the Super Bowl coming up. My man. Kurt is uh the uh the gambling champion. He beats me all the time and pretty much everything. Uh but I've been on a serious win streak this entire NFL playoffs. I've been I, I missed the uh over under um last week, but I had a full, my four way parlay. All the everything has been all the winners have been right. I picked all the winners all the way through with my with my stuff. Um picking the rams this week. What do you think? Or next week? What do you, what do you, what are you feeling?
1: You know Are you picking the rams because of for obvious reasons?
0: I'm picking the rams because the uh the entire storyline about like Burrow the whole time is how he's just like getting sacked constantly. He has not even played a good defense.
1: The I mean Joe Burrow is definitely cool. I like Joe Burrow. Oh, Joe Burrow is the man. Uh, I like Matt Stafford. I like the. I mean, I like guys who kind of have like a, a first chapter that was um, intriguing, but never got over the hump. Obviously, playing in Detroit, you'll never get over the hump. Um, so I like, I like, I like guys like Matt Stafford. But Joe Burrow. I mean, it's oh, Joe hard Burrow to root cool. a guy
0: like I that. love you, Joe Burrow. Even,
1: I, I'm sure you're rooting, for, you're in for the Rams. You, you you can't you can't hate on Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah, I think I t- totally. I, I I I've been on the Bengals side the entire time. Uh, it just now I gotta go gotta go with my my boys over at, uh So
1: what's I I assume the Rams are are favored by a little bit. Let
0: me pull it up I here. Mean, if
1: that's the case, if that's the, if that's the case, I'd be willing to give you. I'd be willing to just take the Bengals straight up, and uh, we could we could do a little. Oh, you want to do little a little action here? Oh, so we'll i action I'd also like. Pod. I'd also like to declare that I really don't gamble. I really just gamble with Jake because. He is extremely easy to beat. He can just sort of give you odds that you have no business being made. So it's really easy to beat Jake and Betts uh, for, no, for that, any of the listeners who no, might have the ability it's to easy, do that.
0: It's easy to beat me responsibly. The Rams, are, <laughs> the Rams are favored by four and a half. Money line minus 200. I'll yeah, what's the money line?
1: What's the money 170 line?
0: One-seventy on the Bengals.
1: i take the Bengals on this if you want to do a little uh, – on air. All right. Hair.
0: Yeah, dude, I'll give you one seventy on
1: the bank. You want to, you want to do the spread or the money line?
0: I want to do the spread. It's only it's minus 200 on the money line. So let's do it. Okay. Want to do spread? All
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do spread. <laughs> I think uh, uh, Joe, bro, Joe bro just has the, like You I, need to have a certain level of arrogance to do that. I mean, it's like you have to be a little bit crazy to be a guy like him who second year, second year the league, uh, catastrophic injury year one. And here he is just swaggering his way to the Super Bowl. I mean,
0: oh yeah, you, know, you got
1: to see the writing on the wall that this, this is, this is a Hollywood ending. I if kinda, he's a Hollywood uh, guy. Uh,
0: no, I, you know, I like Hollywood Joe. You know, we got, let's, let's see. No, I, I got to go with the spread just because it minus 200 pays so little. I, the, uh, I think it should be minus a thousand. To be honest with you, there's no way that the the Rams are going to lose. I'm just trying to be a good gambler over here.
1: Are you a Are you a Sean McVay guy?
0: Oh yeah, dude. Sean McVay changed the franchise. He can do it with anybody. Like he made Jared Goff look good.
1: I'm surprised that you. So what? What is the what is the vibe in St. Louis with the Rams? Are they are they still? I think the Rams are coming. Are they still back. riding.
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> there was uh the this emotionally not like physically coming back. Uh, they, um, they hated him just yeah, out. I, got a, out I got a couple of
1: friends of Montreal who are still, still uh, hoping for the expos, make their friends.
0: <laughs> no, there was a lot of outrage uh, over the Rams, but like they paid the cash. You no, know, we still hate Stan Cronky. I the, see that guy, that guy is like, uh, if he, if there was like a, a, a um, a, a cartoon villain in a, in a mansion on a hill with lightning servants he's like he's like Mr. Burns yeah that's the right that's what Stan Kroenke is yeah and
1: um I feel like the Simpsons are are they they cast such a wide net with their characters they're they're bound to be somewhat prescient with a lot of stuff like I feel like obviously throughout history I imagine rich people have never been viewed in like or super wealthy people like that have never been viewed in like the most positive of terms but I feel like we're in an era where you can really just, no matter where you are on the political spectrum, you can get some love for just hating on, on the billionaire class, and Mr. Burns sort of. Oh yeah, epitomizes
0: oh that that the, that, that, that is the the longevity of the, of the, the comedy of, of of hating on the establishment, the the rich, you know. You're my favorite cosmopolitan. I was gonna say that earlier. I wrote that earlier in the car. <laughs> I was gonna say, ah, oh, when a Kirk comes on or later, I'm gonna say, ah, oh, my favorite cosmopolitan elite. But I, I'm the, uh, I I'm the, I'm the people's
1: cosmopolitan. No,
0: you're you are. <laughs> oh, it's tough. Uh, the. Um, uh, But, you know, I tell you with the Simpsons, if they're right about one more thing, I swear to God, the did you see that that Tom Hanks narrating from the movie. Did you see this one? So Tom Hanks narrates no. narrates like a government sponsored mm-hmm. ad to talk about how good the, the thing is, even though it's all melting down. And then like Joe mm-hmm. Biden literally hired Tom Hanks to do a
1: commercial for like, Oh, I did, yeah, I did, I did this, the, the Biden Hanks thing. That was
0: Oh, that's hilarious. It, I swear to God, if, if, if any more of this <laughs> happens, I have, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna, I, I guess we're going to have to, the writers of the Simpsons must be working in the white house is what it has to they're, be. They're like the, uh, like- <laughs>
1: they're like the people from uh, the movie minority report where they can just predict, predict pre-crime.
0: I haven't seen it. I don't know. It's like next. Oh, you know, great, Nick Cage can Cruise predict crime. Like Two
1: thousand and five or something. Nick,
0: listen, Nick Cage is the best actor of all time. And with that note, I'm gonna go ahead and close out here. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of You're Missing the Point featuring my favorite cosmopolitan, Kurt Myers. It has been real.
1: On that on the on the cosmopolitan note, I'd like to end my my last statement here. I'd like to put Shout out, Rafael Nadal, twenty-one Grand Slams. Oh my God!
0: That is, and isn't that is that not the most elitist thing that you've ever heard? Take it easy, folks. Tune in next week. You're missing the point.